Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I would like to continue the second part of the sermon that I was preaching last Sunday. The topic of the sermon calls Love Freely Gifts. Love Freely Gifts. If you notice the style of my preaching, if you notice carefully, my preaching style is practical. I want you to practice what you learn. I want you to take home the message that you can use every single day in your life. Not only that, my real heart burden and desire for all of you, I want to express my heart with you. As a pastor, my heart is that I want to see you grow up spiritually. I want you to be mature, to be strong spiritually, because that is the key. If your spirit is strong and mature, it will impact your finances, impact your relationship with people around you, with your kids, your wife, your husband, and your co-workers and bosses. We want you to be strong spiritually. Our church is not about entertainment. It's not about trying to make people feel good and happy because if that is the way, I will not want to go to church. I want to go and learn and grow and be changed. That's my heart attitude all this year. That's why we don't emphasize about the material things in the church. Yes, we're going to do some remodeling, but that is not primary thing. It's not about trying to make everybody happy. But the purpose is that you will grow you will be changed, and you will be strong. You will be fruitful. You will represent Jesus on earth, and the more you are anointed and strong and have more faith, you will be a blessing to other people. So I want you to understand my heart. That's why I preach without compromise, and I don't go around the bush and just tell you what it is. And you take it and grow and change. The Lord spoke to me so many times. It's one thing about being touched by God, by the Holy Spirit. But people will not grow and be strong without knowing the Word of God and practicing the Word of God. We need both the Word and the Spirit to be strong. So that's why we use the pulpit to really teach you without compromise. Last Sunday, we have touched the truth regarding the chief expression or manifestation of love. In John chapter 3, verse 16, I review a little bit here. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that He gave. According to the Bible, giving is the chief manifestation or expression of divine love. Love is not about feeling, but love takes action. And that action is giving. We learned from last Sunday that God's giving is free, is without string attached. We learned from last Sunday. And God still gives today. God gave His Son to us so that we can have salvation. His Son, Jesus, gave His life for us so that we can have abundant life. And today he's still giving his prayer, his intercession. He gave us by preparing a mansion for us in heaven, our next heartbeat, the sunshine, 
He gave us friend. He gave us faithfulness and loyalty to us. He provide for us. He's a good God. He still keep giving today because His love. God is love, so He keep giving. And when we talk about giving, don't misunderstand me. It's not just about material things or money, but you can give people friendship, loyalty, faithfulness, service, word of encouragement, and trust and faith in people. That's how we give. The Bible say in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. God's way of giving is different from the devil's way of giving. When God gives, it doesn't mean that we deserve it, it doesn't mean that we earn it, but He gives out of His grace without string attached. When God gives, it doesn't mean that He buys something from us and we have to pay Him back something. It's not bribing, it's not trading, it's not purchasing something. When He gives, it means that we are not in debt with Him. We don't owe Him anything. He just gives to us all the good things freely. In the opposite way, when the devil gives, he has some agenda. That's why he told Jesus, look at the kingdom of the world. If you bow down and worship me, I will give all this kingdom to you. So the devil giving is definitely opposite to God's giving. The devil will give you money. He can give you position, reputation, and all the power and everything, even signs and wonders. The devil can perform signs and wonders too. But he wants something back. He wants to trade something with you. But when God gives, he gives it freely. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, I'm reviewing right now. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know, God wants us to know, okay? God doesn't want us to be ignorant. The things that have been freely given to us by God. Everyone say, freely given. The Holy Spirit will reveal to us the good things that God has been given to us. Freely, without string attached, without charging us back or expecting anything back from us. Can people give without love? People can give with different reason. In the end of the last Sunday sermon, I read this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. The original Greek language say, even though I surrender my body to be burned. New King James Version say, I give my body, but actually I surrender. The real meaning of the language means I surrender remorsefully, sadly, in order to show that I'm a great guy. This man in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, did not give out of love. He has some agenda. 
He gave it remorsefully. He surrendered his body to show that I'm such a great Christian. I'm a giver. I am a, a, a person who is so sacrificial. That is a wrong kind of giving because there is a hidden agenda behind his surrender or giving. But the real giving or the divine love say this way in Second Corinthians chapter twelve verse fifteen, and I will very gladly. Everyone say gladly. Spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I loved you, the less I be loved. That is King James version. Let's look at New Living Translation. I will gladly. Everyone say again gladly. Spend myself and all I have for you, even though it seemed that the more I loved you, the less you love me. You can see the expression of Paul. He did not say that I'm so sad, I cry, I'm so mad at you that I gave my life to you, I ministered to you, and the more you I give to you, you hate me more. So I don't want to deal with you anymore. I don't like you anymore. Uh, the Apostle Paul did not say that way. He said that I gladly spend. I gladly give everything of my life to you, even though you don't even like me. His giving is full of joy, gladness, and without string attached. So when you want to give, you need to give it freely, without string attached. Don't expect anything back. People who are selfish, stingy, And never turn anything loose can be two kind of people. Number one, they are not born again. Or two, they may be born again, but they never allow the love of God to work in their heart. They're stubborn. They have a hardened heart. Even though God tried to speak to them to show love to people, to give to people unconditionally and without string attached, but they just keep saying no to God. They keep fighting with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will grow up. To walk in love, like the way the Bible say here, freely give, because you love people. If you want to be broken out from the curse of poverty, or financial lack, or being broke, I want to give you two keys of how to come out from poverty. Number one, Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. The first thing that you need to do in order to come out from poverty is to seek the kingdom of God first. Seek His way first. Put God first in your life. Choosing between watching some football game on Sunday and coming to church, you wake up, you have a choice: watching. TV program on Sunday morning, or you come to church. You need to make a choice whether you seek God first or you're going to seek the TV program first. I remember when I finished the medical training, the neurosurgery training at UW, University of Washington. I did not have a job in Seattle, and I may have to move to either Arizona or Florida or somewhere else to get a job. And I was trained for seven and a half years. To come out without job is not fun, and I mentioned to Pastor Da that should we leave the church and go to get big salary somewhere else, 
And Pastor Da said two sentences to me: Seek the kingdom of God first, and two, those who love money doesn't love God. I repented, and I say I will stay with the church even though I have no job, and I. Invested my life for many years in neurosurgery training. Within two weeks, I got a job in Bellevue, and it's it's the best job to today. You see, I seek the kingdom of God first, and God gave the job to me. He wanted to test my heart whether I want to seek Him first or not. So I want to encourage all the young people in this room. You need to make decision every single day whether you want to seek the kingdom first. Or fun, or pleasure, or reputation, or anything else. First, I want to encourage all of you to be the person who really seeks the kingdom of God first. The second way of breaking yourself out of poverty is in Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 to 25. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. The second way to come out from poverty is to be generous givers, to walk in love, freely give. If you are a generous giver, God say to you. That you will be made rich. God gonna open the door for you for the new job, for the promotion. God gonna put you in the right place to meet people for the new connection or to the new opportunities. You need to ask the Lord to break something in your heart that caused you to be stingy and to be selfish and just want to hoard everything to yourself. You need to learn to let it go. And give to people around you. God may deal with your heart. Give this thing to that person, and you may argue with him. No, I like that thing. That's my favorite thing. I'm not going to give that to that person. God deal with me so many times about this issue. I want to encourage all of you to just obey God and let it go. Just give to people when God speak to you, and don't do it grudgingly. Do it gladly and freely, without string attached. Don't expect anything. From the person who received from you, Amen. Amen. How many people want to be more prosperous? Seek the kingdom of God first, and two, be a generous giver. Amen. If you can do that, you will not be poor. God gonna bless you financially. You need to look around for the opportunity to give and listen to the Holy Spirit. You need to believe that you don't have to give. But it's a privilege to give, amen. It's a privilege to give to other people. It's not about you have to. If you give grudgingly or complain when you give, you are destroying the seed that you sow away. Then the seed will not come back to you. But if you give everything with gladness, with joy, give it with the right attitude, with divine love, that seed. Will grow and eventually it will turn back to you, so that you can give even more. So I want you to have the right heart when you walk in love and give people freely. When I come to this point, don't take me wrong. 
I'm not saying that you walk around and see the first person in your life and you grab their hand and say, "Okay, I need to practice what I learned." I'm gonna pull out the checkbook right now and write how much you want. Oh, one hundred thousand. Okay, I write it now and give it to you one hundred thousand dollars. I don't mean that way. Don't take this teaching wrong that you walk around and hand money to everybody that come around you. But what I mean is this: God will speak to you. God will speak to you. Help that person. Give to that person. Give your Isaac to that person. Your Isaac, maybe your iPad, your favorite thing, and God say, give up that iPad to that person. God may ask you to give something, and you need to obey as soon as possible, like Abraham. Abraham is a man who feared God. He was called a friend of God. Do you know why Abraham was called a, a friend of God? Because he feared God. When God said, "Get up, take Isaac to that mountain, and give him as a sacrifice," the Bible says the next morning he got up and he went, and it took him three days to get to the Mount Moriah. What does it mean? Three days. It means God gave him some time to think about it, that he will change his mind or not. Sometimes people can change their mind. Isaac. Was his favorite thing. You all have favorite things in your life, and God may say, "Give up that favorite things." Remember this: God is not a thief. God is not a robber. When He tells you to give, to share, to bless other people, to make people happy, I and my wife love this. When we give and we see people smile and happy, bless our heart. We want to live this life. In such a way that make a big difference in people's life, make people happy, make people bless. Amen. You need to understand that every time you obey God, God is setting you up for a better thing. Seriously, you're willing to give up something. God told you to give. You let it go. You turn it loose. You are being set up for the better things that God has prepared for you, and this is. My experiences all the days of my Christian walk. Sometimes I gave up something. A few weeks later, God gave me better things, better than before. All the time, either members or something or materials or money, God will give me the better things than before. We are willing to give up something for God. Amen. Luke chapter six verse thirty. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. The word "give" appears in some form in the Bible about more than two thousand times. I believe that giving is a big subject or important subject in the heart of God, and I want to encourage you: have the generous heart, freely give. When I started the practice in 1993, I have to have a pager, and today I still have the pager, and I have to buy a cell phone. I remember that at that time the cell phone is big, long. How many people remember 1993? Big cell phone, and only can call people, cannot even do internet or get the direction to any place. Many years later. Today we have a small, light, 
cell phone that we can just punch, 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 and we can even get direction and check email and internet. What I try to say is that things improve all the time. Is that right? The technology improve. So when you give out what you have, God is preparing something that is better for you to have. God is going to give back to you something even better than what you turn loose to other people. Do you like that? I like that. God is not selfish. He is a giver. So when He tells you to give something to somebody freely without string attached, you let it go and believe me, something new is going to come. And the new thing is usually better than the old thing. New computer better than the old computer. The new cell phone is better than the old cell phone. So every time you turn it loose, God is going to bring in something to you that is better. Luke chapter 6, 31 to 36. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who loved you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good and lend. Listen carefully. Hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind. I like this sentence. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. God is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Therefore, be merciful just as your father also is merciful. If you say this way or you have this attitude, if you scratch my back, I will scratch your back. If I do this thing to you, you need to do something for me. That is not divine love. That is we call bribing, trading, or buying. That is the way of the devil. And the unsaved people are doing that way. Whatever they do to you, they expect something back. But as a believer, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, when we love people and give to people, we should freely give out of the divine love. We don't want anything back from people. We just freely give without string attached. That's why the Bible says, hoping for nothing in return. What it means is, you don't expect anything in return from the one you give to. Let us settle in our heart today that from now on, we're going to walk in divine love. And when we help people, when we give to people, when we bless people with your energy, your effort, your time, don't expect anything back. Just give it freely. Who's going to reward you? God. Don't expect anything from human being. But you can expect from God by faith. When you give out, God can give back to you certain things that even beyond your imagination. Amen? Luke chapter 6, 35 to 40. Let me continue to read. But love your enemy, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward. God's reward, not only 
in heaven but on earth here your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the unthankful and evil therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful judge not and you shall not be judged condemn not and you shall not be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven give and it will be given to you good measure Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Jesus never said that give until you are broke. Jesus never said that give until you run out. Jesus said, if you give, it will be given back to you. By whom? By God. You will never run out if you are the generous giver. God gonna add to you more into your hand. When God deal with you to give to somebody, you obey Him, and you don't worry about it. Let it go, freely give. And God gonna deal with somebody to give to you. God will call somebody to give back to you, and. Help you financially or materially, you just let go and give and say, "I do this unto the Lord because I love." But God gonna cause somebody else to help you at the same time. This is the walk of faith. When you walk by faith, you obey, you let go, and you trust God that God will do something else to bless you back. Actually, I just have experience on Friday. Lately, Pastor Da has bought a lot of gifts. For both members and the people in Thailand, and I know that in February we're gonna have a big bill to pay credit card because she kept going to the shopping mall and spend. But I am glad, I'm happy because I know the principle that it's good to give, and God is so good. In the past few days, God just sent patient to me, and I operated on them, and they all did well and. Happy this morning, I walk into Overlake Hospital. The lady was so happy. I fixed her back. She can walk again. She can have her function back. But I know that with my work, the income gonna come to me. Not that because I'm a great surgeon, but because my wife is a giver. So God just keep have call. God, God has to work. God has to work with all these doctors. Can you imagine? Okay, let me tell you one story. <laughs> On 30th, a patient showed up at Evergreen Hospital, and the patient was really in bad shape. The neurosurgeon on call looked at the picture in the internet and said, "Oh, just give him prednisone," which I don't agree. The next day, the doctor in the emergency room stayed at home. He was staying at home. He was not working. He called me and said. Doctor Lau, I have a patient I'm concerned about, and another surgeon already looked at it and said no problem. Can you look at the X-ray? I look at it. I operate on him that night. The last stitch I make is midnight. He woke up the next morning. The pain was gone. He was happy. You see, God even delayed the treatment to me, so that I can pay that bill that Pastor Da <laughs> buying gift for people. That neurosurgeon should have taken the case on the thirtieth, but the Lord has the way to bring money to me on the thirty-first. 
Amen. Hallelujah. You can see that God has the way to provide for you after you give out freely. He is the good God. Amen. But the devil say, when you give, you need to give me back. Let me read one more scripture, and then we'll conclude. Luke chapter 17, 7 to 10. Listen carefully. And which of you, listen carefully. This is very interesting comment of the Lord Jesus Christ. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him, when he has come in from the field, the guy worked so hard all day already, and you are the boss, and you saw your servant walk in from the whole day of work in the field. Will you say, come at once and sit down and eat? But will he not, he mean you, will not rather say to him, to your servant, prepare something for my supper, and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk. And afterward, you will eat and drink. Afterward, the servant will eat and drink. Does he, if you're the boss, do you thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? And Jesus said, I think not. So likewise, when you, now you are the one who serve and give, when you have done all those things, you serve, you give, you bless people, you come to church, you carry the chair, pick up the chair, you do all these things, your Christian service. You serve, you give because you love people. You do all, have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. In other words, Jesus tried to say, okay, my children, you walk in love. You have the Christian duty. You serve one another. You give finances. You bless people. You help setting up the chair, setting up the sound system. You do all these things. And that is, I command you to do. Can you come back to me and say, hey, God, you owe me something. You have to thank me. You have to thank me. Pastor, you have to thank me for what I have done for the church. Actually, don't take me wrong. On the opposite side, we should thank people who have done good things to us. We should be loyal and faithful to those who are faithful to us. On the receiver side, we should be thankful. But on the giver side, we should not come with the attitude. Look at me. I have done so much in this church. You need to thank me. Look at me. Give me something. The Bible says you are unprofitable servant. You do it without string attached. Even though people don't know about it, people don't say thank to you, you still say hallelujah. I have done my Christian duty unto the Lord. Even though no one knows about it and talk about it and praise me in front of public, I still do it and they don't have to even say thank to me. Because I give it freely out of love. People who demand and require something back from the receiver are not walking in love, are not walking in faith because they try to put pressure on people to do something for them back. That is again called bribing and trading and buying. It's not giving. 
If you walk in love, you will not put pressure on people to be your source of your income or of your acknowledgement or any good things. Don't put pressure on people at all. Let it go and walk away and say, "Thank you, Lord. I give it freely because I loved you." Amen. Amen. Some people give because they want special attention. They want something in return. They say, "I have helped you to start the business. Now you have to do something for me. You have to spend special time with me. If I invite you for dinner and you don't come, I'm not going to give anymore." They want special attention. And if you yield to that kind of attitude, if you're the receiver, listen carefully. If you're the receiver and yield to that kind of attitude, I make this decision that no one can manipulate me in this church with money. If I yield to that attitude, pastor, I give a lot of money to this church, and if you don't call me and email me, I'm gonna stop giving. But if I yield to that attitude of that giver. As a pastor to the church, they give money to not to me to the church. You know what happened? Eventually, my attitude gonna be wrong, and I will start to treat people who have money differently from those who don't have money. I will give a special treatment and attention to those who are rich in the church, but I ignore poor people, and that is ungodly. In this church, I don't even know how much you give. I don't check. Because I want to treat all of you the same. I never look at you, how you dress, how much money you have, what kind of business you have. I never look at it because you are all God's children. Amen. God loves you all the same. I should love you all the same. I should not treat people in a different way. There is no so-called politics in this church. We don't play politics in this church. Play politics means. Somebody come and give a lot of money. You need to choose me to be the elders of the church and do this and give me that and this. Give me special attention. Mention about me on the pulpit on a regular basis. If you don't, I'm gonna stop giving. That is called politics. In this house, no politics Amen. at all. I can guarantee, as long as I live, there are no politics in this house. We will treat everyone the same. No matter how much you give, how much you work hard, no matter what you do, we're gonna treat everyone the same way, because we believe in giving without string attached. No pressure. Don't use money to put pressure on anybody. When we give, we must not ask anything in return. Don't ask for special favor, special attention, special position. But do it out of love, without string attached. Amen? Amen. Don't say I do this for you. You do this for me. Don't do that. Amen. Those brothers and sisters who are, have been in this church long enough, you know that I don't play politics in this church. People cannot come to me and force me to do anything. I'm gonna stick with the Bible. And follow the Holy Spirit, Amen. So if you stay here, you are safe. You will not have to deal with politics at all. We're gonna go with the word. That's it. Whatever the word say, we go for it, Amen. Amen. Why don't we speak to God, Lord? 
say it out loud. Lord, you are love. I'm a love child of the love God. Love is in my heart. Therefore, I will love. And love freely gives. From today on, may your love increase in my heart. I will give freely, without string attached. I will obey you. I will not put pressure on anybody. I expect nothing in return. I freely give, and I will love my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the hand to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, or you're not sure that you are born again, you know sometimes people can go to church for years, but they've never been born again. Being born again means that you turn away from your sin. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God who died for you, and you invite Him to come into your heart as your personal God and Savior. Trust Him, walk with Him every day. If you're not sure that you are born again, I'd like to encourage you to pray. The Bible says, "If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved." So today, to be saved. To be a child of God, you need to believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of the Living God. He died for you. He paid for your sin, and you confess with your mouth, then you shall be saved. Amen. If you want to make sure, you follow my prayer. Close your eyes and pray with me. Father in heaven, you love me so much. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God. He loves me. He laid down his life for me. He paid for my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to be born again. From today on, I will walk with you. Have a personal relationship with you. In Jesus' name, help me to walk in love. And walk by faith every single day of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name.